So item number one is the great chocolate fest that uh, awaits the young people if they tear to take it on, fighting dragons and all manner of other school-related challenges um, over in the corner, please. Um, okay, what you need to understand, though, is that the deal is here that um, at least 10% of anything that you manage to achieve really ought to come to the church leadership. <laughs> Read it in here. Come on. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> Excellent. Okay, um, this is a bit... This is a bit interesting, this one, really, because I, I, I feel like today I'm, I'm, I'm going to behave like your dad. So, um, with a little bit of um, advice. Um, but what I'd like to do, if you have a Bible or an electronic device that gives you access to a Bible, um, or indeed, um, if you have memorized the entire Bible, um, turn your minds to uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 2. It's just a short chapter, and I'd just like to read that with you. Uh, and then literally a, a few short minutes to just say something that the Lord has put on my heart that I would like to share with you this morning. So uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 2 says this. Paul is speaking to the church in Corinth. When I came to you, brothers, I did not come with eloquence or superior wisdom, as I proclaim to you the testimony about God. For I resolved to know nothing while I was with you except Jesus Christ and Him crucified. I came to you in weakness and fear and with much trembling. My message and my preaching were not with wise and persuasive words, but with a demonstration of the Spirit's power, so that your faith might not rest on men's wisdom, but on God's power. We do, however, speak a message of wisdom among the mature, but not the wisdom of this age or of the rulers of this age who are coming to nothing. No, we speak of God's secret wisdom, a wisdom that has been hidden and that God destined for our glory before time began. None of the rulers of this age understood it, for if they had, they would have not crucified the Lord of glory. However, as it is written, no eye has seen, no ear has heard, no mind has conceived what God has prepared for those who love him. But God has revealed it to us by his, by his Spirit. The Spirit searches all things, even the deep things of God. For who among men knows the thoughts of a man except the man's spirit within him? In the same way, no one knows the thoughts of God except the Spirit of God. We have not received the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit who is from God, that we may understand what God has freely given us. This is what we speak, not in words taught by human wisdom, but in words taught by the Spirit, expressing spiritual truths in spiritual words. The man without the Spirit does not accept the things that come from the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness to him, and he cannot understand them because they are spiritually discerned. The spiritual man makes judgments about all things because he himself is not subject to any man's judgment. For who has known the mind of the Lord 
that he may instruct him. But we have the mind of Christ. Now, what I wanted just to say on, and, and on this, I was reflecting on the words of Jesus when he um, um, promised the disciples the Holy Spirit, if you remember, just before he died. And it was occurring to me that we are heading out on a journey right now. And, and I don't know about you, but this is my expectation. My expectation is that as we head out on this journey, God is going to confirm his calling to this church by signs and wonders, by miracles and by healings. He's going to declare into this town what this town has not seen before by way of wisdom to those who are searching, insight to those who are lost, healing to those that are sick both in body and in mind and in spirit, and that the name of God is going to be inescapable in this town. Who agrees with me? Say amen. Okay. I just want you to be clear that that is my expectation before I say what I'm going to say now. So just be clear that that is my expectation, and that is what I think we as a body have agreed we are going to move forward with in faith. Is that not true? However, what I want to do this morning is to encourage you towards spiritual maturity. And spiritual maturity works differently. You see, what I want you to understand is that the Holy Spirit works outwardly through us to declare to the world, but works inwardly in us to confirm our salvation. And if we get that the wrong way round, then we are going to become fragile in our faith. Let me explain. It works like this that when Paul went to preach the Word of God, he went not with words but with power to show the power of the Holy Spirit to those who had not yet experienced it. Do you follow me? However, that is not our calling. Paul says this, we are called to be deep and spiritually mature. Now, what that means is that we should not need to be persuaded of our place in God by seeing miracles. Miracles are for out. Now, that doesn't mean we shouldn't expect them, and that doesn't mean that we shouldn't even see them in our lives. But a mature person, that is not the confirmation of the Holy Spirit in their life. Do you understand what I'm saying? That actually the Bible talks several times about this, and it says, here, here is how we see the Holy Spirit working in our lives, because we bear fruit. Love, joy, peace, patience, goodness, kindness, faithfulness, self-control. And that's just a start. When you get through all of them, come back to me. I'll see if I can think up some extras, okay? That what we are in a position to do is to seek God to grow strong on the basis of our deep relationship with Jesus, not on the basis of outworking. And I'll tell you for why, and this is, this is why I say this. 
Because if we are not careful and we rely on the outward, then Satan will have a field day with us. He'll start whispering in your ear and he'll say this to you, well, you've prayed for five people and none of them been healed. Are you sure that you're a Christian? It's, it's been six weeks and you haven't had a single vision or prophecy. Maybe, maybe God has abandoned you. You've been stepping out for God and now your life is going wrong. And people in your family are having a hard time. Maybe you weren't saved after all. What I'm saying to you is that if we put our spiritual well-being in faith in outworking, then we make ourselves vulnerable. Do you understand what I'm saying? That doesn't mean that we don't seek outworking, but that is not where our assurance lies. That when we come to Jesus, the Holy Spirit stamps our heart inside and transforms us by both giving us a new life and a new mind. Don't be conformed, the Bible says, to the image of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. In Jesus' time, those who didn't understand the kingdom of God kept pestering us. Give us a miracle. Give us a sign. We want a miracle. We want a sign. Do another, do another, do another. Because the outside did not understand the inworking of the kingdom of God. But we have received His Spirit who leads us into truth. And we do not, like insecure children, in fact, frankly, insecure adults, who try and sustain relationships by constantly making those who are close to them prove their love and prove it again, and prove it again. Do you know anybody who's insecure like that? Maybe just me then. Uh, we, are not, we are called not to be like that, but to know the firm assurance of Jesus in our heart, confirmed by the Holy Spirit as we grow and develop. So what I'm saying to you today is that if you don't know Jesus in your heart and your insecurity is tossing you back and forward, then we want to pray for you. We want to pray for you that you know the assurance of the Holy Spirit stamped inside that you know that you are saved and heaven-bound and you are in the hand of the Father and no one can pluck you out. You need to know that. I need to know, because I, have some, I feel some responsibility in this, that those of you, and I bless you for doing that, are, who are stepping out now in faith and seeking great things are not putting yourselves into a place of unnecessary vulnerability because you do not understand on what your hope rests. I, I appreciate I'm being a bit heavy this morning, but do you understand what I'm trying to say? It, if we want to be a church that moves in power, we have to be a church of mature Christians where our faith is unshakable and our place in Jesus is unquestioned. And that we need to seek. We don't stop seeking miracles while we wait for that to happen. We, we, it's time to get out now. So we don't, we, we're not hesitating, but we need to be dealing with the inside person in our relationship with Jesus so that we can work in the outside world through power in the Holy Spirit. Do you understand what I'm saying? This is the balance. And really today, that's all I want to say. We'll probably come back to this and talk a little more, but I don't really want to spend much time this morning. I just want to sort of say now, 
Now that we're going off on a journey, let's be careful out there. Let's be sensible. Let's be aware of where our security lies. We do not need to go to God every, every two hours and ask Him to prove that He still loves us or that He still saved us or that we still have a place in heaven or a vision for now. We have to not do this. That confirmation needs to come within, not without. And I'm just thinking, if you feel that you do not have that place right now, then let us pray for you this morning. If you feel that you've never met Jesus and you don't know what power I'm talking about, let me introduce you to him or let someone else here introduce you to him and you too can, can access that. And if you feel that Satan is whispering in your ear and telling you that you can't be one of, of the exciting things that's happening in this church because when you're praying, it feels like nothing's happening. And when you're looking, it feels like you're seeing nothing. That's a lie of Satan. Let me stand against that in the name of Jesus today that if, that if you have put your heart in Jesus, then he holds you tight now and you are as secure as anybody else. And if you don't feel that, if you don't see that, if you don't understand that, let us pray for you so that you know it. We, we are a church that's called to go out in power. But we are not a church that can be tossed about by insecurity because we do not rest on the world but on Jesus. Amen. Let's pray. Father God, we just thank you so much um, that you provide to the uttermost. There is no corner of any need that you cannot reach. There is no area of our lives that you cannot attend to. There is nothing that the world can throw against us that you have not already overcome. Plant in us, Lord, security and assurance by your Holy Spirit that we know, that we know, that we know that Jesus saves to the uttermost. And there is no shaking the church of God, and no one can take us out of his hand. Just fill us with your Holy Spirit, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Simon.